All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We roll through a busy Tuesday. And yes, a four zero Tuesday. Had a few texts wondering, yeah, for uh, hey, tonight's the perfect night for pizza. 40% off. 40 Tuesday. That's 40 Tuesday. It's the code word at Papa John's. Welcome back. It is the Jason Greger Show. As always, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where all of the revenue stays right here in the province. They do a lot uh, supporting, of course, your community. You support them, they support you. PlayAlberta.ca, where, uh, man, it is busy at PlayAlberta.ca because, of course, uh, 16 games in the National Hockey League tonight, including the orders in Minnesota. You also have another game seven, baby. The Phillies are the favorite. But as we saw last night, the road team, you never know. Big win last night by the Rangers. Also, NBA, the defending champs, taking on the Lakers. Also, you have Golden State and the Suns. So uh, if you're a basketball fan, check it out. PlayAlberta.ca. As uh, we're going to get to the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. They are hiring. Looking for a great company to work for? Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. Uh, Spec is going to uh, join us uh, momentarily in a second here. Having a little uh, technical difficulties. We'll get that all uh, fixed up uh, in a second. The uh, orders, we've got a lot of text flying in in regards to, and we've had some fun with it because if you don't have humor, what do you have? Let's have a little humor. We asked you earlier, fill in the blank. Uh, Yanmark is on the top line. Because blank. And uh, many of you got to have a good sense of humor. Really good sense of humor. 
Many of you feel because a third, uh, Woodcroft believes 13 is a lucky number. He doesn't like how 55 looks like two S's. Right? You never know. But uh, lots of other reasons. Like I said, he thought he was playing Dallas. Think about it. When Yanmark plays Dallas or Vegas, he's a killer. He's crushing it. So, you know what? And, hey, if it's one game, fine. But if it stretches into two or three and he's there the entire time that McDavid's out, I just don't think it's the right decision. Now, hey, maybe Yanmark will prove me wrong. But when you have a team that's struggling to score and you put up somebody who's never historically been a goal scorer in your top line, I'm not sure that's the best thing. Now, I know Dylan Holloway has never been a goal scorer at the NHL level, but he has been at other levels. So, food for thought. I'm guessing part of it is they want to keep the Fogel, Nugent, Hopkins, Hyman line. And those are your two guys who can play right wing. Kane doesn't play right wing. You don't really want Holloway playing the right wing. So I'm sure that's part of it, I guess. But, you know, so we'll see. I would think if Brown or Holloway are playing well tonight, that one of them might find themselves on the top line for Thursday. Uh, we'll We shall see. So... Uh, we'll get to uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Speck, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Jay. A lot of people uh, see Woody's on a little bit of a hot seat in town here, maybe for the first time, eh? The old blooms off the rose, sounds like. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it's – I can understand the wondering, like, Matthias Janmark's on my team all day long. I have no problem with him as a player, right? I, I, I like him. I think he's very reliable. I actually think they missed him in the postseason. But I just don't have him on my top line as all spec. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Listen, he's here's a coach with he's first of all he's only got eleven forwards to start with. Okay. Yep. He's only got eleven guys. So uh, if it's not Yanmark, who is it? Is it Holloway? Everybody wants Holloway. Holloway hasn't. You know, there's always two schools of thought. The fan always says, "Give him a chance up there. He'll be great. Give him a chance to be great." And the coach most often says. This kid's not ready for the pressure of playing up there. He hasn't shown me that he's going to succeed, and that means I'm putting him in a position to fail. Yanmark goes up there and it doesn't work out, he's going to be fine. He goes back to where he came from. You know, if Holloway goes up there, he's a young player. If he goes up there, you know, how does he react to having to not producing up there, right? Not to mention the fact that maybe when you got Kane and Drysaddle together, you want a little bit of a more defensive presence on that line. I would think that's what Woody's thinking at this point, no? Possibly. I'm guessing, though, that they're going to see a lot of the Erickson-Eck line tonight, right? Like, he is he's their guy who matches up against the other team's top guys. And so I, I think it's the Nugent-Hopkins line with Hyman and Fogel that might be going up against the Kaprizov line tonight more so. So we'll see. I could be wrong. But Erickson-Eck is usually the guy spec who, and he's done a really good job when he was even with McDavid. He's done a pretty good job of, oh, of, of sure. shutting guys player. down. So, um, he's a good player. Yeah. So, well, we don't. Keen and Drysaddle haven't exactly torn it up defensively this season, have they? Well, I, neither guy's been that good. Yeah. See, I think Drysaddle's five on five game has actually been okay. If you, if you look at all the numbers, Drysaddle's been one of their better players, uh, five on five overall. Um, I know, and, and he's the one who, and, you know, Leon has shown in the past when uh, you need him to elevate, he can ele- as good as his game is, he can still give, bring his game to a different level at times. Right? He's done it in the playoffs. Yep. Right? When it matters, um, when McDavid went out the last time, he's like, "All right." So I'm very curious to see. Uh, you know, I think you might see a high level of the grumpy German tonight, and I mean that in a good way. When he's the grumpy yep. German, he's pretty dominant. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. He's uh, hey, <laughs> no one, no one in this certainly in this conversation is second guessing Leon Drysaddle as a player and his ability to step up. Look at his playoff performance, right? He's he's you know he's an absolute gamer when the games mean most. So no question about that. I guess I guess I'd just say to you that maybe what the, what the coach is looking at it is Kane's pushing for offense. He's got to get some goals. He's got to make some offense happen. Drysdale is going to feel the, the the pressure and and the the need to step up offensively. Maybe the third guy on that line should be kind of taking care of his own end a little bit. Maybe that's what would cross thinking. Yeah, possibly. We'll see how it goes. Um, well, here's the truth though. I, I don't care. Um, you know, you can say, hey, Holloway deserves a chance. But let's also remember the Holloway has zero goals. Brown has zero goals. Hall, uh, McLeod has zero goals. Yanmark has zero goals. Like, they got a lot of guys with zeros. So uh, I don't care who it is, somebody, and I don't care what line you play on. So if Dylan Holloway is not on the top line, he's still going to then be, in theory, having easier matchups. So they got to find a way to get some goals from uh, down their lineup if they want to have any sort of chance to succeed here. Because offense, as much as we talk about the goaltending, and it obviously hasn't been as consistent as you want at certain times, the orders have given up way too many shots on the slot. Everywhere else they're fine. But offensively, Spec, they have left way too many chances and not buried them. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, I would say to you, Fogel's the same guy in terms of he's really done a good job making chances for himself this year. How many goals does Fogel have? Two? One. One. So there you go. He's he's done a fantastic job creating chances and making chances for himself and skating the puck. He's got one goal, right? How many goals, you know, how many expected goals does Fogel have? I'm not looking it up. I'll leave that to you, but... You know, and I heard all day today on the various shows on our fine station how Yanmark's not a first line player. I got news for you: Holloway's not a top six player either, right? And and I, don't tell I'm me proven. he is. Yeah, he's, he's not, not a proven top six player. You got to prove yourself in the bottom six before you can be a top six player. And at this point, if we're going on production, we're questioning whether Holloway is. He's going to be an NHL player, in my view. He's got all the tools. He looks like a nice prospect. He can play for my team all the time. He has not proven he's an NHL player, Jason Greger. He has not proven that. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. What's he done in the NHL? Yeah. No, that's fair. Like, he can skate. He, he shows you all the signs that he can be an NHL player, but can he be a productive NHL player? I think that's fair. He hasn't shown he's an NHL player. Bottom line, he was up and down last year. I know he was injured. He's up this year, accomplished absolutely nothing in the first five games. I, I think he'll be good. Like I say, I have him on my team. I'm not saying bad things about him. But if we're asking if he's an NHL player and a qualified one yet, the answer is absolutely zero. No chance has he proven himself to be an NHL player yet. Mark Spector joins us on Sports 1440. I asked Rudd this question. I'll ask you. Um, Bouchard, maybe a little bit less is more possibly. If, if his struggles continue... And I get why a coach sits with guys because Bouchard ended the season very well last year. I thought in the playoffs he was excellent, actually. And so I get that you give him some leeway to start yeah. the next season. But I want if if his struggles continue, I wonder if they just you know put him with Kulak and then you uh, you know you have Ekholm as the guy who plays with um, with Broberg, uh, you know, a little bit more and kind of see how that goes for a bit, just to and and not long term, but just maybe to get a reset for Bouchard. No, I mean we're. You know, if the team's winning, you now you got all t- kinds of time to patiently wait for those few parts to catch up. The Connor Browns, the Evan Bouchards, 
the Dylan Holloways, the, the Ryan McLeods, the Evander Canes. But I just listed off five guys. Matthias Ekholm, who we understand why he's not playing that well. He missed all the camp. But that's six important players on your team, and I'm probably leaving a couple out, who aren't going whatsoever yet. Yeah. So that's why you're one, three, and one, because you're counting on those guys to play well, and none of them are. So, yeah, you've got to start to make some moves pretty quick. If the L's keep coming, pal, you've got to start making some moves pretty quick. And, and you do run out of patience with a guy like Bouchard. He's part of your team. He quarterbacks your power play. He's going to be here for the next many years. But at this very moment, either you start to help or you start to get out of the way and let someone else help. That's how it's going right now. Yeah, so... You know what? I'm very curious about tonight's game to see collectively because I don't think there's one guy, right? Because if you say, okay, well, Drysaddle's going to replace McDavid's offense, well, then no. who's replacing Drysaddle's offense, right? So it's probably everybody. Yeah. Like there, and it's all got like there's 22 minutes of ice time for a forward that's going to be split up amongst guys, right? Drysaddle's mm-hmm. not taking all of it. He already plays enough, right? Like he might take a minute of it, right? Yeah. Evander Kane's going to obviously take some of it on the power play. But I really look at the other guys like Holloway, Fogel, Brown, McLeod, name the guys. All of their minutes should be up about collectively, you know, a minute or two each guy. I want to see who's able to make more with more opportunities because lots of guys are going to get more than they're used to with McDavid out. Uh, totally. And, and I'm one of the voices out here in the hinterlands that's complained about how this team's been top-heavy and how every time they get in a little bit of peril, they go to 97 and 29, and the rest of the team's left sitting on the bench waiting for the two guys to ride in on their white horses. I feel like this team needs to be a more well-rounded team. They need to give more responsibility to all those guys you're talking about. Well, that moment has arrived, right? Now that moment's here. And anyone who's in that those bottom lines who maybe is a little tired of the fact that when the games are on the line, they're always on the bench. Well, now's your chance to prove it, right? Now's your chance to stand up and be counted. And maybe if you guys who are the bottom six and the the guys who aren't in the power play, maybe if you carry the team through a rough patch here, things will be different when McDavid gets back. But I'm very interested, Jay, very interested to see who grabs the, the reins here and who takes this opportunity and does something with it for sure. Yeah. Um, very quietly, Cody Cece and Darnell Nurse have actually had a really good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing about Nurse, Speck, I looked it up. Last year I felt Nurse missed the net a lot on some of his good chances. He's only missed the net twice this year. Right, like, that goal he scored against Winnipeg, if you watch, like, that's an excellent read by Nurse, and then the puck's on a stick, boom, it's off, really well-placed shot, right? Like, yeah. But if you look at their overall numbers, and I dug into Nurse's, because Nurse's played 90 minutes at five, 92 minutes, 5-on-5. Five five. He's only played 31 with McDavid, and keep in mind, McDavid played a lot of his minutes with Drysaddle. So it's not when you say, wow, Gregor, it's because of McDavid and Drysaddle. Go look at Nurse's numbers, and I wrote it in my article today at OrdersNation.com. Nurse's numbers away from McDavid are much better than McDavid's numbers away from Nurse. And Nurse has had way more minutes overall because he simply plays more minutes five on five, played close to 20 minutes more. Right? Like, I just, um, for all that hurt, all the anger they get, like Cody Cece's looking a lot more early on, like the Cody Cece of 22 than the Cody Cece of 23. Yes, he is. 
Now, when you say nurses' numbers, are you talking defensive numbers or offensive numbers or Both, all the numbers? All of the numbers. If you look at his, he, his, him and Cece, who play the toughest minutes, spec, have the have the lowest shots against per sixty of the entire defense core, and they play the toughest minutes. So no, it's all of his numbers, offensively and defensively. He's not giving up lots. He's not, uh, and he's generating more. Right, and he plays against the best opponents. Yes. Right. He's always playing. That that's your top pair, and you're always playing against the best guys. So look, I'm I'm not one of the, you know, I get it. Darnell Nurse at nine in the court is too much. He should be making eight. I, I understand all that, and I agree with that. But I'm not one of the voices that that is pounding on Darnell Nurse every time he makes a mistake because you can see when you watch the games, he's playing against the toughest opponents all the time. He's on the ice in the most important situations. So when goal, you know, goals are going to go in. The other team's trying too, man. And if he's going to play tonight against Kaprizov, and Kaprizov's going to have a great night, I'll bet you he gets a point. Because when you watch your favorite team, folks out there, the Oilers, right? When McDavid goes off, and when Drysaddle goes off, do we look at the defenseman on the other team and say, man, I, they lost the game because their defensemen were bad? No, we say Oilers won the game because our stars were excellent. So somehow when the Oilers lose, it's Darnell's fault. When the Oilers win, it's McDavid's fault. <laughs> I'm not sure how that boiled down, but I'm listen, I, I think Darnell's played more good hockey in Edmonton than bad. Sure, make some mistakes, of course he has. But this year is a good example, right? So far this year, he's been a very good defender. Speck, we'll see what happens. Enjoy the frenzy. 16 games. I would love to see this on a Saturday in the future. Maybe it will happen. All right, brother. Nice talking with you. It's uh, Mark Spector from uh, Roger Sportsnet. The Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, lots of text. People are uh, fired up. And boys, I like it when Specs bring the fastball. Even if I don't agree with him, at least he backs up his opinion. I love it. That's why I tune in. From Doug. Well, thanks, Doug. Exactly. If we all agreed with everyone's opinion every time, it'd be boring. 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 You can agree one day, disagree the next. It's perfect. Come back, uh, DVD. Well, uh, join us as the uh, frenzy is in full effect. We're now into a new game every 15 minutes, and we'll update you as they go. It's the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live and Oilers Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And we are coming to you live, of course, as always. West End's Mall in our E-Well studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A, for all your electrical needs. A brand new location on 186th Street and 116th Avenue. When you think electrical, you think E-Well. 525 as we uh, roll through. I'm in the sports leader, TSN 1260. A quick update, Cons, a suspension reduction in the National Football League. Yeah, good news for Denver Broncos. Cream Jackson uh, was a four-game. Originally, they drop it down to two games. So the NFL will reduce. The NHL, not quite as likely. Although I will say, I was kind of surprised by the four-game suspension originally because they wrote out how it was, you know, basically it being a numerous hits. I'm like, but you didn't suspend him for the first one. You can't say, well, oh, now we decided we're going to suspend you for this hit and all the other ones previous. I didn't ever think that was going to stand up. So uh, that doesn't actually surprise me that it's uh, being reduced because if you look at the, like, no brainer, the last hit, to me, he's got to get suspended for. But if you didn't suspend him earlier, that's on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's Cream Jackson. He'll probably do something stupid his first game back and get suspended again. The guy's a dirty player. So I was happy at the number four. But I can see what you're saying. It does make sense. They would reduce it. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. So uh, uh, there you go. 
Uh, Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. As we get to our big guest of the day, uh, brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. They're back in action tomorrow night on a fresh off a two-game uh, winning streak as a big win, 7-1 and 6-2. You can get your tickets at sprucegrovesaints.ca for tomorrow night's tape. Or just show up at the rink. There's always a few tickets available at the door. For great, exciting AJHL action as we welcome in from uh, NHL.com, uh, Derek Van Deest joins us where uh, DVD, all 32 teams in action tonight. I love the idea. I think it's fantastic. I would love in the future to have it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, you know, I think, Jason, what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the fact that they thought baseball wouldn't be happening today. They thought that both the national, uh, both uh, championship series would be done. Uh, there's no football on Tuesdays. Uh, so basically, they, they're hoping to get this window to stay to themselves. And I like it as well. It started, you know, wait, wait, it started at 4 o'clock our time, and they're going to play right through. Uh, it's exciting. I can't remember the last time all 32 teams were playing. It's, it's an exciting day. But I do like it. You're right if it was better on a Saturday. But I think they're just trying to take advantage that they might be they – were, they were hoping to be the only game in town, the only game going on right now. Uh, but it's exciting. You know, I'll, once I'm done with you, I'm going to go sit down and watch watch a lot of hockey tonight. Oh yeah, there's uh there's lots to watch. Uh, they're ongoing. The uh, the early game has become a blowout as uh, Austin Matthews has his seventh of the season, and the Maple Leafs lead four nothing now with uh, about four and a half minutes to go in the uh, second period. So the uh, struggles. A lot of people thought the Capitals would be old and slow, and so far this season. That's what they look like, uh, old and slow collectively as a team. Now that might change, but, uh, they've dug themselves a pretty deep hole. Now the Edmonton Oilers are hoping to, uh, not have, not fall in the footsteps of the Capitals. Uh, they're looking for a win. Obviously there's no, uh, Connor McDavid tonight, uh, DVD. I, I can't say Leon Drysaddle is going to step up because he's already, you know, got a lot of points, he's got nine points in five games, right? Like it's hard for him to elevate his play much more offensively anyway. So outside of Drysaddle, who do you see as guys you think that could, you know, not should, but could bring some more to their play starting tonight? Well, I really haven't noticed Matthias Janmark too much. Uh, I think that's a guy that's got to get off and, and start going. Obviously, Vander Kane's got to start playing better. Uh, you know, I thought I think Warren Fogel's was playing well, but he's just got to start putting some of those chances in the net. Um, and even Ryan Nugent Hopkins can pick up his game a little bit. You know, he was a 100-point player last year. He's got to kind of try and get back on that pace. There's room there for a lot of guys to kind of chip in. You don't you don't replace Connor McDavid with one guy, one or two guys. You have to chip in. So you got to look at it like, okay, we're going to get an extra 20 minutes here. We're going to divide it up amongst, you know, 11 forwards that they're playing here. So each forward is going to get a little bit more ice time. We can just chip in in that little bit more ice time, and we can kind of, uh, you know, add more to that. And I think the owners have to be really good defensively. I think if they give up less than three goals, they'll win the game tonight. Um, but that's usually the, the owners MO. They just got to give up less than three goals because usually score more than that. Uh, they usually score three, four, five goals. They're, they're not being able to do that right now. They're really struggling five on five to generate much. And I think that's something that they really kind of have to figure it out. The power play will come along even with Kane there instead of McDavid. I think it'll still be a good power play, but there's things that they have to do. They things that have to get going. Um, but yeah, but, but it just, everyone has to chip in. Everyone's got to put in that extra 5%. And I think that's how you kind of, you don't replace a guy like McDavid. But that's how you kind of get past well, a guy like McDavid is injured. And to be honest with you, they say a week or two, uh, you never know with muscles. Like, like it's, you know, you know, you pull a muscle, you strain a muscle or whatever it is in his lower back that he reached to. Um, and they're going to take care of it. They're not going to rush him back. So I think, uh, they might be out, uh, you know, without Connor McDavid for, for an extended period here. And so I think that really gives an opportunity 
for a lot of guys to step up their game. Yeah, for uh, no question. Right now, uh, you know, he's he's a great healer. He had Grand Fedorka on. He talks about you know how these athletes are a little bit different than schmoes like us, just because you know like their uh, their body's finely tuned. They they get all the best proper nutrition, so they can and they get the unbelievable uh, physio. And you know, he's probably sitting at home in some hyperbaric chamber for goodness sakes, uh, for all we know. So yeah, so probably, yeah. uh, so so we'll see. Um, what what was your initial reaction when you saw the lines for tonight? Oh, uh, well, they're, they're, they're trying, they're, they're trying to, to mix and match here. I was surprised I saw Yamark up in the top six, to be honest with you. And I, I just think, you know, it, it's funny because they're, they're not, there's no structure. There's no real uh, continuity to these lines. I think this is what we're game six. And I think they've had different lines in five of the six games or something like that. So there's no real continuity. Um, you're going to, Kane's going to get more ice time here. You're going to ask Nuge to kind of, uh, you know, carry his line is something that he hasn't done. He hasn't played in the middle in a while. Uh, dry settle obviously does what dry settle does, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to, they have to go 11 and seven because they don't have an extra forward. So I think there's, there's a lot of room to mix and match there. And I think the lines are going to start this way, but they're not going to finish this way. I really think that Jay Woodcroft today of all games, when you don't have Connor McDavid, I think he's really going to shuffle the deck here and, and see what works. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he starts moving pieces around really early in this game. Hmm. Yeah, like, there, you can make the argument, hey, who's going to play in the top line? Well, Kane, zero goals. Yanmark, zero goals. Uh, Holloway, zero goals. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I could say one's earned it more. Holloway has at least been more noticeable. There's no question uh, about that. Yeah. Um, but he's never played right wing. And and I do think that matters for the coach at times on the road. They look and say, man, right now he's to me, Yanmark on the top line is a coach going with kind of the safe option, thinking that, OK, he's not going to make a mistake at a crucial time of the game. I think that's what he's thinking. And we'll find out if it's the right decision or not. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you, you always go with the, the, the devil, you know, right, instead of the devil you don't know. And the younger guys, you don't know how they're going to react and, and you're trying to get Yamar going as well, I think. I think you're trying to kind of light him up. Like last year, he came in here halfway through the year. I know he started the year in the American Hockey League. Wasn't too happy about that. But he contributed. He contributed almost on a nightly basis. And he was really good towards the end of the year and in that in that first round of the playoffs. Um, but I don't see much contribution from him so far in the first five games. I, he's just out there. Mm-hmm. He's just out there. Nothing seems to happen when he's out there. Like he's got to make something happen. He's got to be noticeable. And there's been long stretches where I don't know about you, Jason, but I just haven't noticed him. And you're looking, did Gamrick was even on the ice? Did he even play? So I think you have to kind of take a look at stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that this is an opportunity to get some guys going, like get some guys some, some extra minutes, get some guys, put some guys in, in offensive situations that they wouldn't be normally because McDavid would be in the lineup. So I think they look at this as that opportunity. And I'm really interesting to see how, how Kane reacts today because obviously there was, he took some heat for that first intermission interview with Scott Oak. Uh, it was pretty funny talking to him yesterday about it. Uh, it sounded like he was, you know, taking a shot at the coach for only playing three minutes in a period. He said, Hey, I was just telling the truth. It was just a fact. I played three minutes. It wasn't a shot. So it'll be interesting to see how he reacts today. Yeah. And when you actually go back and look, he played three minutes because the orders kept taking penalties and uh, he's not yeah. on the penalty kill, right? And he's not on the first unit power play. And um, he still ended up playing 14 and a half minutes in a game where he spent eight minutes in the penalty box. So, you know what, uh, it was about three minutes less than normal. And, you know, if he's not in the penalty box for eight minutes, he's probably getting at least two minutes. So it wasn't a huge difference. Yeah. But um, I, yeah. I think Kane, of all the forwards, though, 
He's the one guy I'm looking for tonight. And also, remember, there's the Ryan Hartman factor here. Remember Hartman flipping him the bird and they hate each other? Like, Kane usually plays better when there's more animosity like that, right? So we saw him against Calgary, against Kachuk. Like, he gets into the game more. I hope Ryan Hartman chirps him or Kane himself better be chirping because he plays better that way. And Minnesota's got a lot of guys, you know, Duhane, Maroon, Felino. They can play an in-your-face Middleton style. That might be the best thing for Kane because usually, like, after that fight, I thought Kane was excellent. He had two really big hits. He was on the forecheck. Like, at least you noticed him where, uh, you know, he wasn't maybe as as invisible as Yanmark has been this year. But there was lots of games where I was like, man, is Kane on the ice? He's not doing much either. No, I agree. I agree. And, the, and you did notice him. You did notice him after that fight. And, and uh, yeah, he, he's trying to get himself going. He's trying to get things going. And and the funny, yeah, he said he I only played three minutes in the first I, I don't necessarily – you're right. He didn't play because there were so many penalties, and he doesn't he doesn't play on the penalty kill, and he plays maybe if 20 seconds on the second unit power play. So, yeah, he's yeah. not going to get on the A. And he said, I just stated it as a fact. I wasn't taking a shot at anyone, but you know how things kind of get out, get out, of, uh, out of hand sometimes, and I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things where this, I was just saying what, what the facts were. I wasn't taking a shot at anyone, wasn't throwing anyone under the bus. But you're right. It would be interesting to see how he responds because I think they do need him going. And I still credit getting Evander Kane two years ago for turning the Oilers' season around more so than maybe the coaching change with Jay Woodcroft because he came in and he really kind of gave them two solid lines. And I think that's that's what they need. They want that Evander Kane back. And I think just right now he's just he's just struggling. He's just truly trying to find his way, and he really hasn't gained that traction yet. But I think once he gets going, uh, the Oilers are going to be in good shape. DVD, if you had to pick one other game tonight to watch – which one would you focus in on the most? Oh, that's a good question, Jay. Uh, you know, I was looking at that Calgary game because I think Calgary is really, really struggling. Like you look at them, and and right now, and that road trip was atrocious. And and Kadri yeah. hasn't done anything, and Huberto hasn't done anything. And you know, now I kind of keep a, a bigger, a more, I kind of keep a closer eye on on Calgary on what they're doing. And I thought they would be. Uh, better than they're doing right now. I thought mm-hmm. they would be a, a better team, uh, but Kaji's got to get going. Like I, you know, you're, you got these two guys for a long, long time. So uh, I want to see the Rangers. I want to see what they bring because they're in town on Thursday. The Rangers always kind of bring a show to town. So I'm really interested to see if Calgary responds after an atrocious road trip and after getting spanked. They got spanked by the Detroit Red Wings the other yeah. night. They lost six two. So um, let's see if they have a pulse in Calgary there. And it's really down to those two guys. Uh, so that's probably one game I'll be kind of keeping a close eye on. I love it, DVD. Thanks as always, my man. We will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, loads of games. We can update you on a few of them uh, when we return. Also, we'll get uh, inside the room. We'll hear from Dylan Holloway next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. 5.43. The fill in the blank continues on. Jan Mark's on the top line because he is the Toby Peterson to Woodcroft's Mac T. <laughs> oh, Toby Peterson. You know what's funny? I went back and looked at to- Toby Peterson's minutes, and there was it was like literally a handful of games. <laughs> he played in the top six, but people don't forget. Right? It's, it's a great way to, re- it shows how our memory is. We remember certain things that really 
grab us emotionally, whether it's positively or negatively. It's like when Darnell Nurse misses one pass, that's what you'll focus on for the rest of the period. He could complete seven more in a row, but you're like, yeah, but he missed that one. Yeah, and he missed that one five weeks ago. That's just kind of how some people are wired. But uh, the best advice is because I, I used to watch the game a little bit like that, too. You'd see bad plays, and then scouts like, yeah, but you're only watching the bad plays. You're not marking down all the good plays. Because if you only watch a player for what he doesn't do, you're missing all the things he does do. It was like the greatest advice I ever got from a scout sitting in the uh, press box about uh, 12 years ago. And, and it really changed, honestly, how I watch the games. And so, you know what? Keep a running tab sometimes. Good, bad. See, oh, eh, good pass, good pass. Oh, there's a bad one. Oh, geez, but the guy made eight good ones. Mm. So maybe I shouldn't freak out. Now, difference is if you miss an errant pass and nothing happens, fine. If you miss a pass, it's a pizza right on the other guy's tape and it's a goal against. Well, that's very different, right? That's very different because it's uh, it directly impacts the game. No question. Now, let's go uh, in the room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider. And, hey, huge shout-out to uh, Devo from Next Gen Transportation. Conmat, he just made it. He's going to go to the Olympics in bobsled. He's training right now in Whistler. So, hey, who knew all those days skipping leg day worked out? Clearly, obviously, he didn't skip leg day. But uh, congratulations to uh, Devo and everybody at uh, Next Gen. Going to the Olympics, what a thrill that's going to be. So I love it. Now, I uh, had a chance to catch up with Dylan Holloway. And uh, first of all, we just talked about, you know, he's now he didn't play a lot, right? But just, you know, going from center to, to wing and listen to his answer a little bit later on. There might be something here about Dylan Holloway and center moving forward. I think I only played a couple, um, but yeah, I played center growing up. I played center at school and center in junior, so I feel like I'm pretty comfortable there. I also played center in Bakersfield, so um, I've got definitely a lot of history playing center, but I feel pretty comfortable in any position right now. Do you like one better? Um, I like them both, um, whichever makes me play more, I guess. <laughs> no, um, I like I like probably if I had to prefer, I'd pick center. I just like how you can keep your speed a bit more. You kind of get more puck touches too, so... You've, you've done a lot of things, right? Obviously, I know guys, they look at goals and they want to score goals. But how would you evaluate your game when you consider scoring chances, shots, overall, everything like that? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, like you said, I'd, I'd like to definitely score a couple goals. Um, but yeah, I think uh, kind of the little things and doing stuff away from the puck, I've, I've been taking some pride in that and uh, trying to make an impact, even though I'm not on the score sheet yet. But uh, definitely going forward, I'd like to do all that and be on the score sheet. You look even starting in preseason this year. You're very noticeable off the hop. Do you feel more comfortable? Like it looks like you're you're more comfortable out there. Just you know, using your speed, when to use it, size, everything else. Like how how much did those games last? Or even though maybe didn't have the point totals or the minutes per game that you'd like, how much has that helped you this year? Yeah, it definitely helped me quite a bit. I think uh, experience is a big thing. Um, just learning from the games last year and learning from uh, the ups and downs of last year has helped me go so far this year, and it just makes me feel more comfortable out there. What did you work on specific this summer? What were your goals and where you feel like this is what I need to improve on to be a better NHLer? Yeah, I think uh, just quicker plays. Um, it's kind of hard to work that on in the summer, but just being conscious of that when you're on the ice. And then off the ice, too, you're always working on speed, cardio. Um, cardio is one thing that I, I, I thought I was good last year, but uh, definitely wanted to w- work on it this year, so I feel a lot better and a lot lighter. So that's one thing I I try to work on off the ice. Anytime a team loses their best player, it's not ideal, but it's, it's got to be a complete team thing. It, it can be looked at in a positive way in the sense that now there's opportunities. Not that guys would consciously sit back and wait for something to happen with him, but lots always happen with him, and so that's out there. Do you feel like this is an opportunity and guys are actually excited about it? 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say we're excited about losing our best player. Um, obviously, we wish him the speediest recovery, but definitely lose some opportunity on the table. And I think it could be big for our team learning how to win without him. And then when he comes back, it'll just be that much better. So um, I think it's definitely a test for us and something we gotta uh, can't take lightly and something we got to like, definitely push for. But, um, yeah, I think there's definitely some opportunity on the table, and I think uh, guys will be pushing for that. You've been getting some PK minutes. I noticed you're rotating in on the second unit power play as well. Just those extra shifts, how much it makes the five-on-five game easier. Yeah, it makes it way better. Um, obviously, throughout the game, there's some games where there's a lot of penalties. Um, kind of chops up the flow a little bit. But if you can get on those special teams, you're, you're not kind of out of your rotation. So you're, you're involved. Uh, and in different situations too, so you definitely keep your keep your legs going, um, stay stay fresh, even though uh, uh, you're on the ice more. And then uh, definitely helps uh, get touches and stuff, and get more comfortable on the ice. First time I've had a chance to talk to you since you you won your pickleball championship, which yeah. uh, seemed to uh, ruffle a lot of feathers in the rooms. Uh, lots of the uh, quote experienced pickleballers were uh, uh, bemoaning the fact that they were beaten by two kind of young up and comers, unheralded pickleballers. Yeah, de- definitely ca- uh, caused a little ruffle in the feathers. Um, guys weren't too happy that the young bucks took took the championship, but um, yeah, I think they just underestimated us. Like I said before, we we're the underdogs and. Um, they were taking us too lightly, so I think that cost them. What did you and Phil do that enabled you to win the championship? We just we just knew our game and I don't know stuck to it. Like we didn't let anything phase us in the final games. We had the whole team watching, and guys were chirping, and it didn't affect us one bit. We stayed stayed composed, so I think that's what helped us. Who was the biggest chirper while you were playing? <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a good one. There's a lot of guys. Everybody's kind of in our ear. There's a, there's, so there's one side where all the guys are on and the other side uh, was like there's nobody because there's the wall. Um, so our, the first half we started on the side with everybody and everybody was giving it to us but then, then we got up and went to the other side and it was there's nobody there so we were able to like, stick to our game probably helped us to win so well there you go it was hilarious to me at how much frustration there was in the room and it just shows you how competitive elite level athletes are about their uh, pickleball tournament <laughs> Many of them were complaining about the draw, but Bouchard and McLeod and McDavid guys who are kind of highly ranked. Guess what? Didn't happen. So, um, you know, Broberg and, and 
Holloway uh, would love to somehow take their uh, pickleball skills and uh, carry it over to get them uh, some goals uh, early on. As uh, Broberg has one shot uh, so far uh, this season, I, I know he's not uh, there to, to provide an, a, a lot of offense, but still, you want to uh, you want to jump up. You want any? They need everybody right now who can find a different level to contribute for this team moving forward. That's going to be the uh, the key for them. And uh, hey, he's not going to go goalless all season. Alex Ovechkin has scored on the uh, the power play late in the uh, second period. And it is, there was 11 seconds to go. It's uh, four to one for the uh, Maple Leafs. They're still comfortably in front. But uh, Ovi and the and the chase for Gretzky's all-time goal record. He is one closer. Uh, other scores has uh, Buffalo leading two to one. Uh, well, oh, the Hurricanes gave up the first goal. But they only gave up one in the period. That's uh, That's got to be a win when they came into this game uh, allowing 30 goals through their first five games. Absolutely uh, crazy for the team that was second lowest goals against in the NHL last year to be uh, averaging 100. Hey, Greg, I think order fans are upset. TSN thinks the orders are a train wreck. No wonder order fans get upset. Every year we start out, we, we start to wimpy, too slow, in need of a spark plug player, and Kulak Bouchard put zero pressure on themselves. It seems like the team needs more pressure, which is very odd for an Albertan team. Uh, you know what? Hey, people are going to uh, jump all over the orders. Like I said, I don't think the orders' chances of making the playoffs are really in jeopardy yet. You know, talk to me at 20 games in, and if suddenly this is continued, then I will admit that I was wrong and I was surprised. Um, Edmonton's overall play hasn't been that horrific. Some of the same issues are there, no question. I think that's fair. They have to eliminate the key error at the wrong time of the game. Right, you look at their last two losses. It's two to one against Philly. They give up a shorthanded goal, and it's Connor McDavid who just gives the puck away in the offensive zone. Right, and then now, hey, Jack Campbell, you got to make that save. And then you look at last game, Stuart Skinner. I, where are my seats? If Stuart Skinner just goes and he gets that puck easily, nothing happens. Right? Maybe the period ends two to one for Edmonton, and they hold on and win because they didn't give up much in the third. Now Winnipeg, if they're trailing, maybe would attack more. Who knows? But it definitely hurt, right? There's no question. And that's been kind of a recurring theme. So tonight in Minnesota, in a place where they don't win very often, they've lost their last five. In their last 40 games, they've only won 10 times. It's not been a fun place for them. So it's probably like Nashville was the best place for them to go after losing their first two games of the season. Minnesota might be the worst. So we'll see. But... You know what? You got to win some games. You got to beat some good teams. And the Orders going to have to find a way to beat a good team who is struggling also. The Wild have given up a ton lately. Uh, you know that they're going to try to hunker down, but they got an inexperienced defense score. In, one guy in each pairing has fewer than 80 games played. So we'll see how Edmonton does tonight. On behalf of Connor Halley, Declan Kruger, Sean Brown, I'm Jason Greger. Thanks for tuning in. You can get our podcast anywhere, Spotify, Apple, and, of course, each individual interview is up at jasongreger.com. Check it out there. Let's get to uh, the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Your best place if you're looking for compact BX trackers, and you can get a great deal, 0% financing for 84 months. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com or go in-store just north of the Yellowhead on 156th Street. Have a great night. Enjoy the games, all of them, NBA, Major League Baseball, and we will chat with you tomorrow. Good night. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.